Audio Jungle. All right, guys, welcome to Untapped Unhinged, a podcast that discusses our untapped potential while navigating the world of adulting and simultaneously finding ourselves in an unhinged manner. Essentially, we're just going to learn how to be adults. So join us on this journey and let's all grow the fuck up together. You're listening to Untapped Unhinged on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you you receive your podcast. I'm your co-host, Sandy Bonwinker, joined by Nia, Matthew, and welcome to the program. Uh, all right, guys, it's episode five. How are you all feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. It's going by fast. Mm-hmm. So we'll be done in like a week or so, you know? I know. This, this I, season went by way faster very fast. than... Yeah last year i think we were look i mean we were also doing every other week yeah so that kind of dragged it out yeah like we spent half the year recording 10 episodes literally we spent like two months doing this season yeah we're really cranking them out here for real uh okay so jumping right on in this episode is going to be about social media and the mental health shenanigans and again, that comes with the impact of social media. Um, I think last season we kind of spoke about social media, but more so in regards to like, like how do others perceive us? Like, are we an accurate reflection of our true selves on social media and whatnot? And if you haven't listened to that episode, like go back and listen to it in um in our last season. But huh, this season, you know, we're taking a different uh, take on it. Uh, I will start off by saying I recently took a social media hiatus and just came back on. And I, I'm definitely going to get back off soon. But, you know, it's addicting. So why is that? Meantime. Yeah. Why did you get on in the first place? Or no. Why did you get <laughs> off? And then why did you get back on? I was about to be like on. Peer pressure. No, I'm kidding. Did you have FOMO? So I got off to begin with because I just, I just want to point out and say my stance on social media is like, I just think it's bad. It's terrible. It has bad impacts. It's just, it's a wild thing. So I got off because when you post something like to your story or to your page or something, you cannot convince me otherwise that it's for any other reason but the views, the likes, the what's that called? Validation. Valid. There we go. <laughs> the validation. Yeah. And I like I absolutely hate that so much. Like I find myself like, oh, is this cool enough to post in my story? Will it like will you this become get obsessed? It? Yes. Like- and I, I just I just really, really hate that mind, that um, mind mentality. So I was just like, and like, I was doing a lot of fun things this summer. And I was just like, I don't want to do these things with the going into it being like, I'm going to post this or I need this picture perfect, you know, picture to post on my story. So I was just like, let me enjoy these moments and these experiences 
just to like you know have those moments without the layer of posting it to my social media mm-hmm. i get that i just I... feel like oh i'm there sorry you no you can I go know. okay every time matthew go i always have to edit this part out <laughs> um i forgot what i was gonna say now so it's okay i'll take over um i would agree <laughs> with you sandy and i think like there was a point in my life specifically like not in college because my first year of college I didn't care about Instagram at all but when I got to Syracuse is when I realized that I like looking back that I realized I was obsessed with Instagram like I was like oh I have to get an Instagram picture tonight or like you know this kind of thing oh this will be cute for the Instagram or like editing photos in the sense of like putting a filter or things of that nature. Like I, I don't care about that now. I haven't, I posted a picture once in two years and I like don't yeah. care to post. Yeah. I don't care to post on my timeline anymore. I think I agree with your point about people only care about likes and validation. And that's why, I, I mean, I don't even really post on stories, but if I do it's stories because no one's going to very few people swipe up and be like, oh, this is cool, opposed to like directly liking. Like people will just look at it and go. And I think another part of that, a reason why I, I like didn't, I stopped caring, I guess, about my Instagram feed was honestly ever since you got me that photo album, because that's what Instagram is, right? Like a digital photo album. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like ever since Sandy got me this photo album, I, you know, I like to take pictures. I just, take those physical pictures and put it in a photo album that way I have a place to like look back on these memories because Instagram I don't think is the place is the place to do that that's a valid point I mean I think that um I mean I feel like if if people you know want to put their you know their best foot forward when posting a picture on Instagram but I think they should do that and I feel like if you know there are some people that necessarily like they they need that validation um, I feel like, you know, if Instagram is giving you that and it's giving you some sense of, you know, like, oh, like people think I'm cool because I have this, you know, and it kind of helps benefits you in a way. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, obviously on the flip side, I think it can be a bad thing where you get obsessive over, ooh, I ain't get a hundred likes, like I'm going to delete a post or something like that. Um, like I've never deleted a post because I didn't get an amount of likes. I will admit like there have been times in the, like early on where I was like, damn, I didn't get enough likes, like. I mean, it's just in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, but for me personally, like I look at Instagram as like, since I have my own business and everything, my business and my Instagram kind of are going to have to go hand in hand because I want people to be able to like match a face with what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I feel like for me personally with branding and my business together, like I have to kind of be on social media. Um, but yeah. And that's where I think the only positive of social media is from the business perspective, but how, like in reality, how many people are doing that? Right. And so every person is not exactly. So from a business perspective and maybe like uh, spreading the word on certain things, those are literally the only two reasons. Okay. Maybe like staying in contact with people, I guess, like there are other ways. But those are literally the only positives I look at social media. And it, it 
the the everyday person is not utilizing it for those reasons so then it just kind of it just takes a stronghold on society so I know you mentioned like uh you started becoming a not necessarily obsessed but you started caring about like likes and stuff Instagram does have a feature where you can turn your likes off and it just says others like that's a new feature are you talking about me no I'm Oh, well, I was talking to Sandy, but oh, okay, I mean, you bad. too, I guess. But it's that and the stories. Like, you have a story, you swipe up to see who looks, who's looking at it. And it, it's just like the intention of it that I don't like. I will say, because someone makes a comment that, like, I have like 10,000 different social media pages, <laughs> which I have, I have two. I have two. 10,000. How, how many Instagrams have you made, though? <laughs> well to start two active off, accounts i have two active accounts yes and the other accounts were accidentally made because mm-hmm. i forgot my passwords oh my goodness you're the worst and i couldn't finesse the forget password yeah thing, yeah it'd be like yeah, that. Team sandy accounts and it's all the same person <laughs> like that um uh, what was your question? Well, I was just saying the likes feature, how you can turn it off. Oh, yeah. So one of the things is still like posting to your story. Like you capture moments, you post it to your story. You're looking at who's 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 seeing you live your best life. I've- and then so I created another account, which is a dance account because... <laughs> Why y'all laughing? She <laughs> got 25 accounts. Go ahead. I those are my two active accounts, my personal account, my dance account. And a lot of the people on my dance account I don't necessarily interact with. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like see them when I go to do dance and stuff, but I don't fully interact with them. So that page is really just for me to post without thinking, if that makes sense. Like I would so more so use that as a digital photo album more than my personal account. Like it feels like my personal account is a brand. So I am looking at like, who's looking at my stories, who's liking my pages, who am I following? What are they doing versus my dance pages? Like truly for me. Yeah. I think it also depends on the person. Like I, think the only times I actually swipe up to see who looks at my story is like if I have a crush other than that like what you trying to say which is which is I mean do you have a crush (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean I know that people do that like I'm aware like people will be like oh only a certain number of people looked at my stories but I think it also depends on the person but I would agree majority of people do like check up on those things another thing that i i went off of social media too was because there's a lot of talk about concentration and like attention span and how Mm. social media has been like is a like impacts that and i was just like i do not have the time to be losing any kind of attention or concentration it's already it went downhill after i graduated college (laughs) like i can't I can't do it anymore. So that that was another thing. Okay, wait. What's y'all's top top apps? Instagram. Instagram. How long were you on Instagram? 
nine hours and two minutes. Okay. Ten hours. Yeah, I was on TikTok mm. for 30 hours. 30 God, hours? <laughs> oh my that's God. a full-time job. No, act, that's what I'm saying. I need to be paid uh, this freaking <laughs> app. No, my second, when I wasn't, my, okay, well, my second most used thing is YouTube. And how long were you on there? Last week, I was on there for four hours. Oh, my God. The week prior, I was on it for nine. Speaking of Instagram, Nia, you mentioned before that, like, there's certain things about social media that people do that you hate. You want to? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Everyone buckle up for this rant. Listen in. Okay. I have a bone to pick with people who specifically feel the need to post after a loved one died. Like, and I'm talking, like, I'm talking hours after this person died. The person is posting about it. And that, to me, just seems absurd. Or people that post, like, their grandparents' hands in the hospital bed, like, holding. (laughs) Like, please, please don't. Why are you putting that on social media? Posted, like, the hospital bed that, like, their loved one had, like, passed away in. Are you serious? I've seen this that. is what I'm saying. People are sick. Why do you need to post, especially like right after someone is has died? I can understand taking some time off of social media, dealing with the grief, coming back on and being like, my loved one just or passed, and this is how I'm feeling. Like, like why a- do you, can can you imagine? I remember over the summer. Not someone that I knew, but someone that Jada knew, um, like knew of, didn't know personally. They passed away. And this person that she also knew posted within minutes of everyone finding out this information. And I'm like, you really sat there, went through your phone, looked at all the photos that you had together and posted it while you're grieving, air quotes, you guys can't see, but I'm using air quotes. Like, that is weird to me. That is weird. And if you're doing it for sympathy, I think you need to get help. Because that is weird. And it's normalized and it needs to not be. But th- that's to my point about, like, it. at the end of the day, like, there's some kind of validation that they're seeking, which I'm like, what kind of validation do you need when someone passes? But okay. Uh, attention like sir or ma'am whoever you are why are you making it about you get off get off the internet and that was like so many reasons why I got off of social media but that's another thing it's like do you need the attention and validation from and like that's why you're posting but because like a real loved one or like people that care about you would like text you and call you and like have like I don't more get it. intimate but they don't know well then they're then irrelevant easy hey <laughs> anyway what if like what if like it's my my close group of friends let's say my my grandmother dies and my close group of friends like you're not going to know that my grandmother died i'm not I saying that it. i would post i'm just saying but you if wouldn't you're not going to tell me then why do you need to post it i'm not saying i post i'm just saying like I know, but I'm saying in general, know. like this particular person. 
Like, I'm not going to go around. I mean, I probably tell you guys if a loved one close to me died, but like people from high school, do they need to know that a loved one of mine died? No. Right. Am I going to, am I looking for a card in the mail from them? No. So why would I expect a like? That's valid. You know what I mean? Yep. Another one is oh, birthday posts. I fucking hate the birthday posts. Really? Re-posts. I used to do those. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> No, you guys are not the only ones. You guys are not the only ones. Everyone and their mom. And I and me and some other people have talked about this, but I truly just do not get it. <laughs> and so for people that have practice this i'm curious what is the thought process behind doing that Sandy, you want to take this one <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just gonna say like fucking weak. why i because i every year religiously would post birthday <laughs> posts like i would I mean, it you would guys be are not the only ones yeah on my page i don't know why i did it i think because i saw everyone doing it it's so normalized it yeah and then like it, it's weird I think I'd feel some kind of way if someone else posted like like if so, if like Jada posted on her story like this long well I, okay Jada's different that's your sister but anywho mm-hmm. if someone like else close to us like posted on their story like all this happy birthday stuff I'd be like hold on I gotta do it now <laughs> and so that's where that came from I think I mean I yeah. think like people like feeling loved and that people care that it's their birthday, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so send no one, a damn text. No one wants to have a birthday. Like, like, why do you have to repost it? Like, okay, like, you, oh. you saw that your friend, like what you're doing to me is you're like, oh, look at all these people that wish me happy birthday. Yeah. Who the that's fuck what, cares? Who, the ca- who cares? Uh, I feel like I if, you're like, to, if you're not I'm trying sorry, to- sorry, Matthew, if your birthday's in a couple of weeks, I will not- I will not roast you if you choose to do this again. I'm going to, I don't care what you say. I'm, yeah, exactly. Like you're going to do it regardless. My, my opinions, it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying like, it's so normalized and I just don't get why. It is like, normalized. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> I, I feel like, like you, do see, you do see my point, right? I feel like, like, <laughs> for example, like this way, like if I post something on my, for my business page and someone repost it, I'll repost it on my personal page. I think it's just showing my respect, like, oh, you post about me, so I'm going to have the time and the DCT to, like, pretty much thank you for posting. You know what I'm saying? I think that, like, if someone takes the time to go out their way and scroll through their camera roll and find a picture of you and wish you happy birthday, the least I could do is repost it. That's essentially me saying thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. I could comment on the picture, too, and say thank you, but, like, I feel like it's not, you know, it's the least I can do. I mean, I was just going to say the only time I would repost is if it's like a business like I think that's different because there is uh value in reposting and Mm -hmm. spreading the word yeah that makes sense I'm done doing the birthday thing like it makes yeah but you're not gonna catch me even funerals posting on my social media (laughs) I'm done yeah I just feel like you can easily like you get the notification when someone's tagged you in a photo so like I'd just dm somebody and be like thank you so much blah 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 blah. but I mean yeah that's just that's just my thought process that's my other qualm with social media do you have any more no those are my top two those are those are my top top two two. and I think those are those are my only two I think okay yeah 
you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, Instagram. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? I wanted to talk about the idea of private stories and like close (laughs) friends and the rise of that, because I feel like, well, when we were in high school and Snapchat came out, nobody had private. That wasn't a thing. And then um, I didn't have one all throughout college. Everyone that was on my Snapchat saw the nonsense that I was doing in college. And it wasn't until I graduated that I actually made a private story. And so what are your thoughts on private stories? Am I on your private story? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, I just, I don't even post on there much, but like you are. Just checking. Okay, mm-hmm. just checking. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I definitely have a private story. I feel like I primarily use that. <laughs> um, I just, well, again, to my point, I have my personal. Here we go page i have my dancing page i have my religion no i'm kidding (laughs) Um, i'm kidding i'm kidding but i don't utilize close friends on my dance page like i just post whatever wherever and that's a public account actually oh i didn't know that are you famous with my 110 followers yeah there you go <laughs> very very yeah. ex- exclusive tight-knit group <laughs> <laughs> that's public uh but like on my in, my personal instagram page like we have people from high school following me parents following me like there's just too many people too many eyes on that page so i utilize the close friends to like post to my close friends that's like of like 35 people <laughs> yeah well I always said I was never gonna get one because I was like whatever I'm doing like I don't care the people mm-hmm. at least on my snapchat I was like I'm the people on snapchat like I feel like bef- before um I was always close with them enough that I was okay with giving them access into my life and it wasn't until after college where I was like okay I don't really want everybody in the world to see what I'm doing and that's when I made it but I'm just like, why, why do I care? I, I, that I don't know. I guess I post nonsense on my private story. So not everybody needs to see nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say like, so, yeah, certain things that I don't, I think like when you also post on social media, you're allowing people to make comments about it and like give their opinions on certain things. And like, you know, or almost obligated to explain yourself and I I'm so guilty of that and so I think I use my close friends because like one most of my close people my close friends they know what's happening in my life so like it's nothing to explain um so I think yeah that's why I utilize it but social media is stupid nonetheless I actually don't have close friends Never have. I don't have a private story. If you got to the story, like you, you locked in. That's mm-hmm. because it goes down in the DMs. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess like to start wrapping up on this, maybe, is that so like kind of me coming back onto social media too, the very first thing I was like, damn, I feel like I'm not doing enough in life. That was my very first thought when I went back to social media. 
And I was like, wow, the, the impact of how you, I instantly started like comparing myself to other people. That was yeah. another reason. That's a big thing. And that's why, you, I mean, I try not to follow people that are necessarily not like how you may internalize other people's content, I think is a big, is a big thing because I try not, or I feel like I don't, I used to follow this one workout girl whose career is based off her working out and eating healthy. And after a while I was like, I don't do any of those things and seeing her on my timeline, do those things. Isn't going to make me do those things. Like my initial thought was like, Oh, maybe if I see her content, but after a while, it was like, I'm not changing my lifestyle because I'm seeing her content. If anything, I'm just like annoyed when I'm like, damn it. I shouldn't have, I should have taken that walk. Or you like, you know what I mean? So like, I think a yeah. big thing is like how you internalize other people's, other people's content. And then maybe for the listeners, that could be something that they are going through like try to clear out who you're following like I have no problem unfollowing people and so like when we talk about mental health I would say like that was it literally slapped me in the face when I got back on Instagram I was like whoa Mm -hmm. I don't like that but I'm in therapy already so you know that's good that's good I mean therapy is important I'm trying to be in therapy myself but it's honestly very difficult to try to find a therapist. Let's just, let me just say that. But yeah, I think, I think that's very good. Um, so some takeaways, Instagram, not Instagram, social media is addictive and it hurts your attention span. You know, be careful out there because we need our attention and concentration. Are we done? <laughs> uh, well, I feel like we barely said- talked about anything. We've been talking for 27, over 30 minutes. We like barely touched on anything. Maybe it's just a one episode day because we barely talked about anything. Okay, fair. fair, fair. Let's just make this one a longer one then and add some more. Yeah. Yeah. This one. Okay. So you mentioned how it was like taking a toll on your mental health, social media. Yes. Well, I think I didn't realize how much it took a toll until I got back on. It's like unconscious. It's yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like conscious, but still unconscious. And yeah, when I got back on, it was like, I just cannot get over the fact how instant it was. Like, I was like, oh, let me look at this person. I literally posted a photo within like, oh my God, I remember that (laughs) 10 seconds of being back on the app. I was like, girl, if you don't sit down and it was like 10 o'clock or like 11 o'clock at night, literally already started creeping already back, back on the bullshit. Like that's how I know. That's when I knew I was like, yeah, no, I have a problem with social media. Yeah. Specifically Instagram. Also, here's another thing. My mom so she, my mom's on Facebook and she, every time she goes out and I hate people that are like this, she's like, let's take a yeah. photo here. Let's do this. Take this photo. Make sure you're capturing this. Like, I do not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's then you're just not being present. Right. And I think like seeing my mom do that is what kind of triggers me too. Cause I'm just like, girl, 
girl, if you don't put your phone down, like, and not you trying to catch a flick for Facebook of all places. Let her be great. Let let your mom be great. That's how that generation is, though. Some of of them. Um, But to Sandy's point, I I mean, obviously, I guess I have a little bit of a different take on Instagram being bad for your mental health and all that other stuff. Because Instagram is probably like my, the app that I'm like the most productive on. Like the amount of people I DM about business stuff or pages I come across that are beneficial to me, like that's pretty much what I'm on Instagram for, for the most part. But okay, I think yeah. in the sense that business, I think it, social media is phenomenal for that. Like that's li- like, I will bow down to social media for that, but everything else is <laughs> what I'm talking about. And it's, it's uh sad because like it's either you're a consumer or producer most people are consumers you're a producer and that's where i'm like hands down it's y'all got it yeah like if i really wanted to i could be an instagram model tomorrow i got the cheeks for it i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) mia's face (laughs) um but yes, another thing. I have two more topics. If we're there are a lot of things. The well, other thing I was just gonna say was that um, it's good for business. I also think, as someone who's very interested in like the culture, politics, social stuff, it can sometimes like when you think. Have you all seen the movie Social Dilemma? I have not, but Matthew, I think you have. I have. That's the one on uh, Netflix. Netflix for the ones that don't know. Um, it's, sheesh, do I remember what it's about? Um, I can tell you. I actually a quick, like, one sentence, and then I can get, like, a more description of what it's actually about, because I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, well, it's just a documentary that's about social media, the rise of tech companies, how they actually control and like analyze so much data that we are not aware of like every like how long you look at a post like the way they scroll like it's all thought out for you like you think you're doing it unconsciously but like they they know what they're doing yeah um that's an interesting point because with me building an app i mean (laughs) those are the things i'm striving for that I, i have to look into personally Mm-hmm. Um, but there's actually a book that kind of outlines some of the some of the behaviors that consumers take in habit forming products. So it literally talks about um, it's called Hooked. It literally talks about you know why you scroll on Instagram so much. Um, you know what makes you get on, what triggers you, internal triggers, external triggers um, as well. But yeah, I mean in the movie, it literally talks about how. I'm pretty sure it was Facebook and they had partnered with some company and they, they influenced an election, I think partial of our election, but it was one like in a different country where Facebook like influenced who won that election by like the way that they spread certain social media posts and things like that. Yeah. I was just going to say that I've been doing this like random deep dive of history and certain things. And I was just thinking of how like social media can sometimes push certain certain concepts and 
to your point, like how they literally won the election, like they just, it impacts what we see, how we think about certain situations and, and dilemmas and social issues. Um, and then it's like, we kind of feel like we have all the information at our fingertips, but like it, it's, we don't because it's manipulated. Um, and that's like an actually scary thing. And that's oh, another yeah. reason why I'm like, again, social media just has terrible like benefit. I mean, the benefits. I think that like costs. I think when social media was like, you know, being essentially built, um, there wasn't really any framework around like, like anything that's built for good can be used for bad. It's just inevitable when it actually happens and takes place. True. And so I think early on when social media was first rolled out, like it obviously wasn't intended to be harmful or bad, but that's just kind of how it was. And there is no framework around it to kind of prohibit you from, you know, taking things like a negative construct or having harmful effects on your, on you like as a person or whatever. Um, but I mean, one thing I'll say is like with apps like TikTok and Instagram, more or less, like really less on Snapchat, like it's it's built to keep you engaged. Like if you're on a piece of content that you look at for, you know, let's say it's a six to 10 second window and you're looking for that content for six seconds, then it's going to keep growing you that content that, you know, keeps you engaged because they want you to stay on the platform as long as possible. But where it gets bad is like if you're having a bad day and for some reason a post comes on your account that's like a negative post um, or something that kind of feeds into your negative day that you're having, there's potential for the algorithm to like keep giving you that negative attitude or negative post and concepts. And that can like drive you down, you know, a dark hole or a dark path. And that's one thing that, you know, I'm, I mean, I know they're aware of it, but it's like with a company that like so big, like a Facebook, which obviously owns Instagram and things like that, there really is no way for the government to you know, regulate that. It's really just, you know, that's more so a, if you're a child, that's more so your parents. If you're an adult, that's more so yourself. You know what I mean? Talk and research about this issue. So I think a, a lot of social media platforms are trying to combat that, but also keep users on. They're trying to make Instagram kids. Did you guys hear about that? I did hear about that. Um, I mean, they're, they're not what? doing any. Yeah, they're trying to do this thing where it's like for kids that are 13 and under, an app for them just for kids. But I don't even like, I'm, I'm sure there's a way, but like, I could literally just, if I was 13, I could literally just say I'm 15 or 16 when I put my birthday in. Like, you can't validate that. Stay away from social media. I disagree. I mean, I think it's all about how you, again, it. internalize it. Like, I'm on Instagram. But that's but my thing. The natural human brain just cannot logically internalize it correctly, appropriately. I don't know if I agree with that entirely. I think everybody has different triggers and I don't think that social media taps into everyone's triggers. Like Instagram is toxic, sure. But I I mean, depending on what side you on, I would say that like TikTok can be a toxic place too, but it's not always, you know, like it depends what side of TikTok you're on or how you engage with the content that you're seeing. If you're, if people are like, posting negative comments on your thing yeah that's going to be in to uh toxic and probably mess with your mental health to some degree i definitely agree with your attention span thing but i don't i wouldn't say that 
I forget your point now. Her point was that um, her overall point was stay off social media because it's toxic, or or people can't. It's bad like internally for people that like day to day. It's the everyday person is not on TikTok for the business side of things, like for the the best of social media. Like the everyday person is not utilizing social media in that way. And so it just leads to like a lot of like negative mentality. It leads to um, confirmation biases, um, all that stuff. What I will say is that I think it comes down to what content you engage the most in. Like if you're engaging in negative content that you can probably tell is going to trigger you, then yeah, to an extent, you're at fault for engaging in that content. But also, like in terms of confirmation biases, as soon as you walk out your door at the house, like there are confirmation biases as soon as you walk out your door. Like it's not just on Instagram. Like from the people you work with, or you know, there's confirmation bias involved in that. From the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the job you have, all that is at play as well. I would just say, I guess, social media makes it more. Um, it's, it's kind of more convenient. It's more convenient. Yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. It's it's just yeah, it's just rough out here. It's tough for a pimp. Are you a pimp? I'm a motherfucking P-I-M-P. Okay. It's Nia's face for me every time. (laughs) No. So, yes. Some good, because I feel like I've been so negative about social media. I mean, within reason, like, with good reason, I mean. Like, I I agree with what you're saying. But I think, like, what I'm saying is that, like, we turn to social, I don't want to say social media, but, like, the internet for knowledge and insight and like information and so that's can be dangerous because of how manipulative like how like Matthew just mentioned from the social dilemma like how manipulative that data ends up being like when we go to look for information we're being pushed very specific information and then that's just like confirming certain bias like that's where I'm like the bubble it's like a bubble yeah yeah i mean tiktok is like that too like people are like i've been on conservative pages like a conservative tiktok will come up and people i look at the comments and people are like oh i'm on the wrong side of tiktok right and that's what i'm saying because like you're just you're literally just being pushed and and that's why i'm like it has to be like a social it is a social construct literally it is (laughs) but think about like how divided our nation is and how like our own social media pages like just pushes one side versus the other and there's no middle ground mm-hmm. but that's the thing they're like it's going to push what like if you believe in a certain thing that you engage in like it's going to push you the things that you believe in and engage in the most so there's yeah. it's always going to be yeah. that divide because it, there is no middle ground like what maybe what i believe in or what i look at on tiktok may be different from what you believe in or want to see and so if you don't want to see what i'm looking at they're not going to push you the content that i'm seeing you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always going to be a divide between. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that is very true that that happens, but it really shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. And I think like for me, especially with YouTube, I've been very 
you know, trying to explore different concepts that I'm sure will come up in the remainder of the season. But when I look up one thing and I like focus on it, that's all that pops up on my YouTube. And there was this one point in my life where I was literally going down a rabbit hole and had to bring myself back up. Um, (laughs) Like recommended for you videos. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Recommended for you. Like I don't even search on YouTube anymore. I literally like I open up YouTube and I just like slide with the recommendations and like next thing you know, it's three hours later and I just finished a Kevin Samuels video. That's what they were saying in the. Oh my god! Yes, sir. They're saying in the in the movie that things that you can do to try to avoid that is never click on the recommended for you videos and to turn your notifications off. That was like two pointers that they they said from the movie. Also, like if you don't want to like, if you're searching stuff and you don't want to be like target for those ads going forward. If you use Google Chrome, you can just do like the incognito tab and they won't like, they can't really target you from there with ads about stuff that you searched prior to. That shit is always so freaky. I don't know. I mean, it, just takes, it just takes one time of me looking something up and I'm like, that shit is on my timeline on Instagram and like within the next couple of minutes, I'm hard. like, geez. Do you, the last devil thing, works hard, um, but Silicon Valley works harder. No, literally. That's true. <laughs> Did you know, like, when you go to uh, like a grocery store and you're like staring at a product for a long time or on a certain aisle, that there is like technology within your phone that can pick that up, and that's how sometimes they send you actual uh, like ads to your home or like advertisements and coupons to your home. Yeah, no, I found I we definitely I don't know if we took a class in high school or something where like the dad found out a dad a parent had found out that their child that their teenage daughter pregnant. was pregnant before she could like either she knew or like um mm-hmm. like she was able to tell him because I don't like I don't know if she like bought I don't know what happened but ads for pregnancy and like daycares and b- baby stuff just kept coming in the mail for her the daughter and the dad was like what what the hell is like happening and she- you better be careful um what you buy in your car you better pay in cash Oh my no, literally. gosh, that's I'm talking to you. That is freaky. I didn't know that. Yeah. But they just have access to so much data. And that's what one of the things what the video was saying is that there needs to be laws to regulate, you know, like to to tax these companies. That way they have less of an incentive to track everything that we're doing. It's too late. Uh, At this point, one- just live off the grid. This is my last comment about about the matter. Um, mm-hmm. There was, I'm I'm sure y'all probably aware. You know how recently Facebook changed their name or are in the process of changing oh, yeah. their name to Metaverse. So yes, one reason why they want to change their name is because they want to be known for more of the Metaverse stuff. At least Mark Zuckerberg does. But prior <laughs> to that, like, there's been plenty of times where, um, like Mark Zuckerberg has had meetings with politicians that are like running for office and essentially says hey you know if you give us like if you don't regulate us too much like i'll either contribute a certain amount of money to your campaign or like i'll push your agenda on our platform more it's like it's at that point it's it's hard to you know it's hard to regulate things when shit like that is going on like a backroom deal um so like i said to my point it's too fucking late and i'm gonna leave off with this little 
uh, stat here. In 2005, only 5% of people reported using social media. Now, I think that this was from a 2020 article. 25. Um, The number is over 70% of people are using social media in the world. You know, we're the first generation, like Gen Z is the first generation to have downloaded social media in middle school. Hmm. Mm. We're, the, we're the pioneers. Also, like we're the first generation to have access to social media at that young of an age. We, the millennials, I don't, I forgot like what portion of the millennials, they will be the first parents that grew up in a world with like all, all social media. Social, yeah. I will so like be all, one of those parents that do not give their kids iPad or let them have yeah. social media until high school. No, me too. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. They're going to get one of those. Little, they, have, they have no reason. Yep. They're going to get one of those little Firefly phones. Do you oh all remember that? The, with three numbers. It was like, I used to have one. It was like mom, dad, and 911. That was it. That was all the context that you could have in that fucking phone. I wish my mom would try to give me that. <laughs> no, my kid is not allowed any screen time at all, which is crazy now. because now it's like implemented in schools. You won't well, have a I'm choice. Not, I'm going to have to, I mean, they're not going to be on their iPads at home. I'll tell you that. Walk through the door in the bucket. Give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> Locked up in a safe. Mommy will know the code and that's it because I'm not doing it. That shit is toxic. As There's like no reason. There's really just no reason to be on social media before then. No, I 100% agree. Especially before then. Yeah, like there's, I mean, shit, I might delete all my social media after this conversation. I've been <laughs> wanting to, I've, I've been wanting to, especially Snapchat, because Snapchat is so fucking lame to me. But okay, you know what? <laughs> I use Snapchat as a like a messaging platform now. Like I, <laughs> me, Snapchat is ass. It sucks. I oh, said yeah. okay. Damn man, cut the camera. He looks so hurt. He was like, "Wait, pause." 